0: 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart.
1: And good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Penny for Your Thoughts on this overcast last day of January on this Wednesday. Glad you're with us on Penny for Your Thoughts. We have another busy show for you today. As always, we have an open line, really both hours here. Jim Dye is going to join me in the second hour. He'll just be sitting in with me. We'll be talking about various Issues of the day, both national and local. We did want to bring in uh, Tom Kasich very quickly because he is all dressed up and ready to go to Springfield <laughs> to tell us what he's told the governor that he needs to say today.
2: Is, I'm tell the governor a- to say something different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of covering the same story over and over and over. Yeah.
1: How many years have you been to the State of the State? I, I was
2: just thinking about that. Uh, uh, I went to my first big... Speech in nineteen seventy four, when Dan Walker was speaking in uh, the Capitol, the the House chamber was under renovation, so they had to do this in uh, one of the older buildings, the Centennial Building, I think it's now called the Howlett Building, and they had it in this little auditorium. It was like it was like a high school assembly. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's they've improved a little bit since then.
1: Yeah, a little bit since then. So this is Governor Rowner's fourth, right? state of the right. state right. address. Right. If he doesn't win re-election, it'll be his last. Right. But uh, what do, what do you expect today? I mean, after all that we've had the last two years with the budget and the override and the tax increase, what's he going to talk about today, do you think?
2: Uh, he's going to talk about he's going to talk about like like Donald Trump did last night he's going to talk about the need for bipartisanship but he's he's done that before too so honestly everything i've read uh, or heard so far is something he's been saying for the last 3 years he's going to talk about uh you know uh education funding he's take a victory lap on that since we did the state did uh Pass out some legislation last year that it really did improve uh, mm-hmm. education funding. He's going to talk about the need for term limits and redistricting reform and workers' compensation and making the state better for businesses and uh, you know just kind of the same stuff we've been hearing mm-hmm. from all along.
1: Well, and you and I talked a little bit yesterday as we got ready for this quick visit on your way out to uh, Springfield, but. I mean, Governor Rauner, he's, the Republicans, and there's not that many in Springfield, but the ones that were there always thought, hey, he's got our back on most things. If we fight Michael Madigan on this, the governor's probably going to either veto something or he's going to stand with us. And then, of course, you had the whole abortion bill thing, yes. and that kind of caused the split, hasn't it? Well,
2: And that'll be interesting today because uh, there's a lot of House members that are endorsed, not a lot but because there aren't a lot of them there there's a, a pretty good segment that is indor- that have endorsed Jeannie ives in the primary and she's in the house so that that makes some sense so the 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 response from the republicans is going to be interesting again the dems are not going to get up and applaud rounder's applause lines so mm-hmm. it's going to be up to the republicans to do so and there's a lot of republicans that don't like him anymore they they are there's a real split there
1: Tell me about, I saw an article, I think you wrote, I think it was in today's paper, about the professor, U of I professor, mathematics professor, that came up with a pension idea. Is that yeah. going to be a, is he going to talk about pensions today, and could that uh, get he'll anywhere? Mention,
2: I think he'll mention it, you know, that the need we we need to address that, but I don't think he's going to come up with any legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, that's going to, that will come in the budget, perhaps, in two weeks. You know, a lot of this stuff will be interesting to see if he if he has any real solid budget mm-hmm. proposals. But I think, you know, the... The opening chorus today is going to be about bipartisanship and let's work to make Illinois better. And this is a great state, but it needs to be greater and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff.
1: Any uh, sense as you watch these guys' body language with Madigan, they're all in the same room.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're, it, they're is, five feet apart. You know, it'll it, be fun to watch yeah. uh, how they uh, how they shake hands when the governor walks in, walks up the, up the middle aisle, and then he'll get up to the rostrum and. Will they exchange any words, or will it just be a little quick handshake between <laughs> he and the speaker and the yeah. pr- Senate president? Yeah. So
1: you have a decent seat for this. <coughs> uh,
2: if I get early enough, I'm in the okay. I'm in the the uh, press box. It doesn't really matter. There's there's <laughs> plenty of places to watch. Oh, okay. yeah. well,
1: we'll let you, we'll let you get over there. All right. Thank you, Tom. Good visiting. We with appreciate you. it. Have okay. a safe trip. Thanks, Brian. All right. Very good. That's Tom Kasich. He's covering the uh, State of the State address. You can look for all that coverage. Of course, uh, tomorrow is and throughout the day online as well. So uh, Tom Kasich covering the state of the state address today in Springfield. We'll carry it live here on DWS at noon. We'll come on just shortly before noon and get you ready. Lots of uh, things to talk about today. Illinois basketball, how about that? Huh? A 31-point win last night over Rutgers. Darren Williams was in the house. We can talk State of the Union speech with President Trump. Joe Kennedy the third. Gave a uh, response last night for the Democrats. We'll hear some of that, as well as just a quick clip from the president's speech. Won't give you a lot of that, but uh, we can certainly talk about it. I did not have a chance to see the speech at all, basically because we had the basketball game and then all the post-game activities, and I was ready to go to bed. So uh, you can tell me what you saw and what you heard. A lot of chief talk. Got a couple of emails left over from that yesterday. Big uh, high school basketball game last night, Central and Centennial. Central wins that one. JR is our leadoff hitter today on the phones. Hey, JR, how are you?
3: How you doing, Brian? I'm doing okay. Boy, that Fraser, he was hot last night.
1: He's amazing, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he is. Uh, some guys, I think the problem is that just keep telling Dion he can stay home and keep Doug.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, he was far. Well, Doug was beginning to wonder because he was up with me at Wisconsin. Oh, and yeah. we lost by twenty five, and he thought they may not have me back after that. But
3: have you heard the point spread on the uh, Super Bowl yet?
1: I have not heard. Have you?
3: No, I haven't. I haven't no. either. No.
1: My the Patriots would... are Patriots are favorite. I'm sure.
3: I'm sure they are
1: too. But,
3: but uh, did they have any uh, controversy last night in the bathroom by any chance, or did I... you hear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not that I've heard of. I think Did all, was, all was quiet on the restroom front, I think.
3: Okay. Well, you have a great day.
1: Thank you, JR. Bye bye. Good to hear from you. The phone number he was on, 3569397. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line, 3515357, and email us, talk at wdws.com. Well, let's see what else last night. Big night for Trent Frazier. He led the way. I think the Illini Starters had five players in double figures. Kipper Nichols got his first start of this year, his second career start in the Illini win. A couple of things went into effect there. One is Rutgers struggles offensively. I mean, they're very poor on offense. They just struggle to score. So give Illinois' defense some credit too in that. I think the more impressive thing is how Illinois' offense did against a Rutgers defense that is among the best in the Big Ten. Field goal percent, not just the Big Ten, but the country. I think they were in the top 15 in the country in percentage field goal defense. We will take an opening timeout. We'll get to some phone calls. We've got Alan and Dana standing by. We'll get to you right after this quick timeout on Penny for Your Thoughts to get us started. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. A couple of callers waiting here. We also can get your texts, Castle Heating and Tooling text line. Keep those coming, 3515-357, and email us, talk at com. let's go to the phones and dana how are you dana
5: i'm fine hold on just a second <clears throat> i wasn't expecting to be oh. first <laughs> i just have a quick question about um north market street between shadowwood and bradley um there are there's a whole neighborhood of houses that are, have been torn down, and I was just wondering if anybody knows what the plans for that area is and who's developing it.
1: Hmm. Okay, so Market Street between what was the street? Shadowwood?
5: Shadowwood uh, Trailer Park. Oh. Between there okay. and um, Bradley.
1: Bradley. Okay, on North Market.
5: Yeah, I figured Tom would have known, but I i' didn't know he wasn't going to be on for very long yeah so no
1: he was just get, uh, get uh he was just message, he, yeah. had to, he had to get in his car and get on i-72 but yeah um nice okay trip.
5: anyway if somebody could call in and let me know just uh, uh who's developing it and you know what the plans are and where where all those people have moved to
1: okay i mean well, there's
5: the whole neighborhood from the railroad tracks to market street is being cleared
1: is that right yeah hmm. I, I mean, it's
5: just huh. amazing They've got high back in there, and for all winter now, they've been tearing down houses. Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I, uh, I sometimes get in that area for different meetings and different, you know, on my way to the mall or whatever, but I don't uh, – I haven't noticed that. Huh. Okay. Yeah,
5: just, on the, just on the east side of Market. The yeah. west side hasn't been touched, but it's, it's amazing oh. how fast all those houses – and I just wonder where all the people have gone.
1: Yeah. To. That's a good question.
5: Three questions. Okay, thank you.
1: There you go, Dana. Thank you.
5: Uh huh. Bye.
1: Good to hear from you. Nine seventeen here. We're at thirty three degrees. But I see there's a chance of some sleet and snow early tonight, I guess. Low of twenty nine. Back to the phones. Alan up next. Hi, Alan.
3: Morning, Brian. Did uh did the comet go over the assembly hall last night? Did the what? Comet? The comet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so th- rare for Illinois to have a uh, you know a blowout win like that. Uh, I
1: but got it. The
3: went by or something.
1: Well, that was uh, that was impressive. It was kind of fun.
3: Yeah, I didn't get to see much of it because I was doing the game too, and I didn't
1: mm-hmm.
3: get to see. But the last seven minutes, and by the time I got in the car and heard the score, I just about fell
1: over. Yep. No, it uh, it was a big. It was about a I think it was a one point game. Thirteen twelve at one point, and then Frazier went off. He uh, hit three or four threes in a row. I forget the total. He scored, I think, twelve of the next fifteen points, or something like that. And, and it was like a nineteen to two run. And then they got up big at half. And then they just kept going. Started the second half with a twelve to two run, and the game was over.
3: Well, we're starting to get a couple other guys being consistent, like Frazier, and now maybe, just maybe, Kipper Nichols. And we need uh, more consistent consistency to to improve i mean uh you can't just move on lebron black every night no well, oh, that's right no
1: nope. gotta have a third or fourth score and they had both of those last night with kipper and that's kind of an interesting lineup with kipper black and Finky starting
3: i kind of like it myself i do too uh another subject remember we was talking about the soda thing a couple of weeks ago and all the sodas and everything yes I went into the Burger King and matching. This is the original Burger King. This is not the franchise. Uh, they had a little display there of 10-ounce bottles of all kinds of different flavors of uh, soda. And it was by the Homer, uh, Homer Soda Company out of Homer, Illinois. You ever heard of them? Um,
1: I haven't heard of that. I know they doesn't Homer have a big soda festival every year?
3: Well, apparently they have a company, too, because they selling them uh, different kinds of bottles. And they had Frosty Root Beer, and they had uh, Dog and Suds, what we used to know. And then they also had some other oddball things I never heard of, like Triple X Root Beer and Triple X Cola. And they had uh, Chicago, uh, the name of Chicago Orange and Chicago Strawberry. And they also had uh, Dang, D-A-N-G, Root Beer and Colas. Oddball stuff I've huh. never even heard
1: of. And where, and where was that?
3: This is at, the, they had a display there at uh, Burger King and Matt but apparently it was made by out of Homer, you know, the Homer Soda Company out, yeah. out of Homer, Illinois. Homer's Interesting. Not very far from Champagne, right? Oh,
1: that's right. No, it's just down, down the road a little bit. Hmm.
3: So I thought that was a little unique, but there's all bottles. You can buy them individually, you can buy a six pack. So that was a little different.
1: Yeah, that is cool. Well, thank you, Alan. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great to hear from you. Go Illini after that win last night. Where was it? I think I was down. To my uh, father-in-law lives in Goreville, and they have a, a convenience store there that has all the hostess items from the last several years. I mean, everything from the uh, the ones with the coconut covering, flaked coconut to Twinkies to Zingers, whatever all was. I. I found that fun. All right, because <laughs> I like that kind of stuff. I just can't eat a lot of it. Let's go to uh, Mike. How are you, Mike?
6: Yes, good morning, Brian.
1: Good, good morning.
6: It's a pleasure to speak to you, sir.
1: Well, good I to mean, visit with I, you.
6: Uh, well, because I have I've, I certainly have never uh, met you, you know, not in person, but um, I think you fit that chair nicely. You're doing a good job, man.
1: Well, thank you. I'm. I'm so glad you took the time to call in and tell me that.
6: Well, and also, I also had a little comment uh, about Trent Frazier. Now, maybe this isn't a good, good comparison, but in ways, uh, he he, reminds me of like uh, you know how uh, years ago, like with the Bulls. You know, I mean how how if, if Michael Jordan, man, you had to watch him because once he got down the court, you, you just couldn't catch him.
1: Right, he could take over games. That was the big thing. And uh, Trenton just
6: seemed like, God, man, that guy was on fire last <laughs>
1: night. Well, you know what's fun, Mike, is when I watch him, and I've been around him a lot now this year, his, persona- his personality is a lot like, not quite, but his personality is somewhat like D. Brown. He's got the same kind of bounce in his step, and he's very confident, and he's usually smiling or laughing or joshing with somebody, and I don't think he's as fast as D. Brown was, but he's got that similar, I don't know, he's got it, whatever it is, he's got it.
6: And I don't know, you know, somebody was talking about um Oh, it's been weeks and weeks ago now, but you know somebody was talking about. Uh, uh, I do. I think. Yeah, you know, think that I'd want the business end of. Uh, uh Laron Black. I think no
1: thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
6: think I want that.
1: You'd you'd want the what of Laron Black? I didn't quite There's follow. The it. Business end of him. I mean. Oh yeah! Well,
6: he's that four Ouch.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's a big guy and he can shoot it. And he's got a really good fifteen, ten to fifteen foot jump shot. So.
6: Only thing is, I wish the heck some of these guys could just stay out of foul trouble. You know, I mean that's what seems to always happen. Somebody always fouls out of there.
1: Well, yeah, they do have to. They they play aggressive defense, so sometimes that leads to fouling. Well, so you gotta gotta find a balance there somewhere okay
6: well, well thanks so much brian pleasure to speak to you hey mike thank pleasure
1: you. to speak with you thanks for calling in you bet thank you all right 924 next caller up is bob hey bob good morning
6: morning uh last week
7: sometime the program that's on before yours come on yes and i heard i heard this on the radio i don't know if you guys caught wind of it or not there was a bunch of animals loose from somewhere and I guess the uh, law enforcement and everybody tried to gather enough. And guess who was leading the pack through people's yards and everything?
1: No idea. You're talking about the baboons that got loose?
7: No. This is no? a donkey a oh. Donkey that was leading the pack. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So I just, I just wonder if they were all... I just wonder if they their all Democrats, since uh, Democrats and Republicans got their own mascots, since we can't have one.
1: Oh, okay.
7: But, I follow you. For a mascot, and elephant uh, for Republican.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, d-
7: what d- right does do is our uh, uh, people have a right to have a, a mascot for their parties?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way, but okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting.
7: Yeah, okay. it was interesting since they said it was docking us, I thought, well, maybe a bunch, bunch of uh, Democrats left the White House.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, all right, Bob, thank you. All right, bye. All right, a little zoo talk there, I guess, right? I knew they had some baboons, though, escaped. some monkeys escaped from a zoo somewhere here recently, and they were there were like 50 of them on the loose, and they were trying to track them down. I can't imagine that. I guess they had to lock down the zoo... People, if you're at the zoo, and they lock it down, so you can't leave either till they round everything up. I just found that interesting. All right, uh, let's get a quick break in here, Ed. We'll come back. We'll get ready for some more calls. we got uh, news headlines coming up and more. Open line today throughout. Jim Dye is going to come in the second hour, but we can talk about anything. Jim's in here. He can talk anything. He did have an interesting meeting, I believe, yesterday with uh, Chris Kennedy. They had the editorial board meeting with Chris Kennedy, who's running for governor. We'll maybe pick his brain about that a little bit. But other than that, everything's fair game here this morning all the way up till 11 o'clock on Penny for Your Thoughts. Welcome back. Penny for Your Thoughts continuing here on this Wednesday, last day of January. How do you like that? We made it through January. February's a short month, and soon it'll be spring. One thing you want to check out, if you need to, in your basement, any crawl space, wall cracks, foundation cracks, if you walk around the house and you check those out and you go, ooh, boy. I've got a problem. Well, that uh, I don't know if you knew this, but crawl space wall cracks will let water leak into your crawl space. Most of that water gets trapped at the top of the what they call the vapor barrier. Too, it evaporates up and into your home, and mold loves that. So, if you'd like to get some of that fixed, uh, get your free estimate from Woods Basement and fix those basement and crawl space and cracks as you uh, think about the spring here and getting that fixed. Remember, Woods estimates do not cost you anything. And how much is it costing you to not? Fix the problem, Dave Thompson says. Call Woods Basement Systems for your free estimate today: 888-935-4333 or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com. three five six nine three nine seven You can text us. Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, and you can email us. Talk at wdws.com. A couple leftover emails from yesterday says, I think what the professor did in the State Farm Center restroom last week was reprehensible, but realistically there are exceptions, I would think, to the law against recording in the restroom. Let's say there was a fight in the bathroom or a holdup or some other illegal activity happening. Would all the folks up in arms about the recording in the public restroom be up then in arms about that as an invasion of privacy? Also, this is Kevin, uh, says, I think folks are also wrong when they make the blanket statement that most Native Americans are not offended by the imagery used by various sports teams. I think I would ask them if they've actually talked to those people or if that is just their perception. Don't get me wrong, I'm a big Illini fan, alum, and miss the Chief, but I also understand the other side. So those comments from Kevin. Coming up in the second half hour, a little bit more about the basketball game last night. We can talk about the State of the Union speech. How many of you heard, saw that? What do you think? I did not see the entire speech. I've just heard clips. Just wonder your impressions of the speech and then the response to it by the Democrats. I've got a little bit of both. We can do that uh, today as well. Jim Dye will sit in with me in the second hour. We'll continue to take your open line phone calls about anything and everything, as we like to do. And we'll tell you more about what's happening as the week goes on here, as we've hit the middle of the week, hump day, they call it, right, here on Wednesday and the end of the month of January. We've got news headlines up next. Michael Kaiser has those. Back with more Penny for your thoughts. Phone calls, emails, and texts straight ahead on an open line here on Wednesday.
0: A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at WDWS.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, (laughs) 217-351-5357.
1: Lots of texts and emails to get to. We'll get to those here as we move along this morning. We'll do that next, in fact, 935. We are at 33 degrees. Penny, for your thoughts this morning, an open line here both hours. We had Tom Kasich on on his way out the door to the State of the State address in Springfield. Had a question, uh, will that State of the State address be on when today? We'll have it for you at noon. We'll come on slightly before and then bring you that address live from the state capitol there in Springfield. Also, an email from Mike, he says the reason we had a caller, I think it was Dana, was asking about all the moving of homes or trailers and cleaning out an area basically to look like they might be building something there on Market Street, on North Market Street. And Mike says they are building a Golden Corral on Market Street. I didn't know that. Also, an email says, I continue to be amused about Stan's calls, in which he always links the one percenters to Republicans like the Cook brothers. I invite his attention to these facts. California and New York, two of the most Democratic-leaning states in the country, are wealthy states, so they must be populated with a lot of Democrat one percenters. We know people like Nancy Pelosi is one, and also Oprah, and what appears to be the preponderance of entertainment industry people. And secondly, Robert says, research shows that when wealth by geographic area is correlated with voting records, the voting records in the mostly wealthy areas show that the majority are Democrats. Both parties have a lot of people that qualify as wealthy, and thank God we have a country where there's enough economic freedom to permit that. That email is from Robert. All right, the monkeys, they say. uh, We were talking about the escaped animals. Monkeys were in Paris. With the monkeys that escaped. And then also an elephant was crossing the China-Laos border twice walking over the border fence. Okay, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> okay. Well, see, we have great listeners. They know all these things. Also got a text in. Says, like I said before, Trent Fraser is the truth. Remember, he's a freshman. And look how much we are talking about him now. And then Charles says hi Brian. Do you know if the state of the state address will be on the radio today on WDWS? If so, at what time? Yes, at noon. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us like those folks did. Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, and you can email us talk at wdws.com nine thirty seven. Last night's game, the Illini with an unusual, uh, not an unusual, but a different starting lineup. Kipper Nichols was inserted into the lineup for the first time. He played alongside LaRon Black and. Michael Finke and uh, Kipper got Illinois uh, going early with an early basket. Nichols at the free-throw line, spinning, looking. Now throws it way out top to Frazier. Frazier, seven to shoot. Now to Kipper, free-throw line, drive down the lane. Kipper with a layup, counted, and he's fouled. And we've been talking a lot about Trent Frazier. He got hot at one stretch. He had five threes in the first half alone. He finished with 17 points and a couple of those here. To Sanders, back to Baker. Left to back three is off the front iron, no good. Rebound, Kipper Nichols. Three on to Illinois. Nichols flips it. Right side, Frazier for three, and he got it. Ten to shoot. Illinois up 18 12. Pass to Boyd Now to Frazier. Top of the key, three, and he buried another one. Trent Frazier with two threes. And then he uh, did a heat check, and he made another three in this stretch. Here's Trent Frazier again. Rebound Frazier. He's doing everything right now. Frazier with 12 here in the last couple of minutes. Shoots another three. Oh! Trent Frazier with 15 five threes. And it's timeout Rutgers. And after the ball game, Brad Underwood happy with the way, especially his offense, played last night.
8: Well, that showed tonight. I think five guys in
9: double figures, 16 assists. That's more like what I want and and what I've what I've been accustomed to. We, we did it every way. We did it uh, throwing the ball into the post. We did it in transition. Did it on the offensive glass early. We uh, we got
8: to the foul line. So it was something that uh, now when when hopefully teams look at our scout, they've got to go, oh, who are we planning for because. Uh, now there's Trent. Now there's Laron, Now there's you know Kippers making shots, and and Michael got some looks late, and you know that's the type of Mark Allstork made a for you tonight. So now it's uh, you know hopefully that that continues,
1: and and hopefully it does continue at Ohio State Sunday at 11 a.m. Now of course in attendance last night, he got a big roar when he was introduced. Darren Williams. Darren uh, had a question here from Benny. Uh, says has Darren Williams retired from the NBA? He's too young to retire. He's in his early 30s, I would think. And he has been with a few teams here lately, most recently the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, played with LeBron last year in the NBA Finals, and Darren talked about just being back here for the first time in a few years, and he noticed all the changes on Green Street in particular. It's
9: been great. You know, um, it's it's been a little bit too
10: long. Uh, It's been about
0: three years since I've been here last. A lot of change,
2: Um, you know, not only in the basketball program and what they're doing in the arena, but just on campus. Campus is growing. It's like... New York down there. New York City, all the high-rises they got down there on Green Street. Um, but, uh, you know, I've made my rounds around, you know, campus. That's some of my favorite spots. And so uh, it's, it's been enjoyable.
1: Darren has not retired officially, by the way. He did speak to the basketball team. The Illini team was here for a couple of days. So good to see Darren. Uh, I know he's maybe hoping to get on with another NBA team. But, you know, certainly at the end of his career, you would have to say at this stage near the end of it so uh, good luck to him three five six nine three nine seven you can text us castle heating and cooling text line three five one five three five seven you can email us talk at wdws.com is there are the ways to reach us here this morning we have a text from bill he says i hear a lot about people wanting bipartisan cooperation but when the president offered some on immigration nobody cheered i've Seen happier people at a funeral than the Democrats. Chris Wallace and Juan Williams called this a dark speech. Were they watching the same speech I was? Commentators complained about the length of the speech. Too much cheering, I guess. Were they too busy to take the time to listen? That's a text from Bill. It is interesting to me, and I, I didn't, again, I did not see the speech really at all. I just seen clips because of my work last night with a basketball game. So I'm just curious what everybody out there, you listeners, uh, thought, uh, everybody listening, and wherever you might be listening, did you see it? What did you think of it? It's interesting to me, and I think a lot of this is silly, but the Twitter, which just sometimes to me just gets out of control, but the Twitter, we're talking, the Twitter universe, I guess it was the biggest night for Twitter that they've ever had, just the reactions and spreading of information and so forth. But I guess the biggest Twitter talk items last night were the president clapping a lot. He was applauding. He would say something, and then he would applaud, and, of course, the mic was right there, so it was was picking it up. The other was that uh, what Melania Trump was wearing, which I guess was a white outfit, a pantsuit sort of thing, and they were wondering what... I think it was a Christian Dior outfit. So there was a lot of talk about that. And then there was also, I guess, Joe Kennedy third gave the Democratic response, and his lips were wet, I guess, apparently. I didn't see it. And so they were wondering what that was about. Well, apparently he was on morning talk shows this morning and said he had too much chapstick on. So the <laughs> out of all the issues... That are out there, and immigration, of course, is the big one in the you know the big one in the middle of the room. Those were the things that Twitter was talking about. Which, yes, it's silly, but that's what goes on, I guess. We're at nine forty-three here at DWS. We'll take another quick break. We'll come back. We've got Penny for your thoughts. Open line today. Jim Dye jumps in here with me in the studio for the second hour. But again, we can talk about anything and everything: the game, the speech last night, State of the State. Uh, what's going on on North Market, things like that, anything like that, is fair game today on an open line. We'll tell you more about what's coming up tomorrow as well as we work our way through the show today. Glad you're with us. We'll continue with more after this. Brian Barnhart back with you on Penny for Your Thoughts. This morning, Three five six nine three nine seven. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, and email us talk. At com 946 in the morning, and we're at 35 degrees, overcast. I doubt if you were able, were you able to see the lunar eclipse today, the big super blue moon, whatever it was. Uh, the eclipse we had Dave Leak on yesterday for a couple of minutes talking about it. it may have been too cloudy. But I didn't have time to even step out and take a look at it. So don't know if you saw anything there. Apparently on the west coast was better viewing of that. First time all three of those events have happened, I think, since 1866, is what they tell me. Let's go back to the phones, and Paul is on Penny this morning. Hi, Paul.
11: Morning, Brian. Good morning. Just uh, like one uh, caller said uh, several minutes ago, wanted to welcome you to the chair. Um, mm-hmm. I think you're doing a very nice job. I was able to listen to a few years of Larry Stewart, and then, of course, all the years with Jim Turpin, uh, who is from my hometown, or I'm from his hometown, whichever way you want to think of it.
1: The land of the white squirrels, uh, right?
11: Only Illinois, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I've uh, and, uh, been listening to uh, WDWS ever since uh, we moved to Tolono in 1977. So we've been around a little while.
1: Yeah, you have.
11: And uh, uh, it was really nice to see a good. Pretty much consistent 40-minute effort out of the basketball team last
1: night. Yes, it was. That uh, It was fun to be that far ahead.
11: Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and not have to worry about, oh, well, are they going to come back on us, or are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot, or are are we going to take a break or not? They actually kept up the intensity.
1: Well, it's interesting yeah. to me, because I get to uh, I get to go to the shoot-arounds and watch a lot of what goes on, uh, as you know, Paul, and... It's just interesting because, and I described this last night, it's like when the when the year started, the coach, uh, Underwood, was, it was like the offense he wanted to run and the style, it was like a stick figure. He just had to basically kind of put it in place. And now, as we get to different shoot-arounds and practices, he's starting to add different wrinkles to what they're doing because they've pretty much figured out the, the basic offense of what he wants to run. And it's been kind of fun to, you know, they'll put in an inbounds play and then, You know, at some point in the game, it's like, there it is. They just ran the new play he just put in today. And so that's kind of fun. So I think as this thing fleshes out, I think it's going to be fun to watch it. uh, Because people tell me that know these things, that the offense that he wants to run, when it's running at a high rate, it's almost unguardable.
11: Well, and and then, too, just, just think about what it's going to be like next year when all of these guys, all these young guys especially, have had a chance to get themselves really familiar with what he wants and how he wants to do things, and they'll be able to be in their minds so they can react without having to think. That's the key.
1: Oh, it really is. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely uh, right. Uh,
11: and and we'll be, in fact, we're, we're going to be much better, I think, now that things seem to be unlocking now. Uh, uh, maybe the rest of the season was going to be much more enjoyable to watch. Don't know if we'll make the tournament or not, but we're going to make some people upset when we uh, beat them.
1: Well, here's the thing I think, Paul. I think that as we get here into February coming up, and, of course, it's a month to the Big Ten tournament, I think if you're a team playing Illinois, you're not going to really want to play them, you know, because you're going to have to prepare a different way because of the way they play defense. And if they can get the offense to continue to click like it did last night, they're going to be a hard team to beat in the sense that you're going to really have to be on your game to beat them. It's a team you don't want to play late, I guess is what I'm saying.
11: Well, yeah, a month ago you would look at Illinois and say, okay, well, there's a team that we can beat and mark up as a W on our side of the ledger, and now that's not going to be the case. They know they're going to be in for a fight, regardless of who it is in the conference.
1: And even when we lost those games earlier this year, Chris Collins said after the game of the Northwestern coach, the Maryland coach, Mark Turgeon, they all told us, after the game, we couldn't run our stuff. And they were still, I mean, even yeah. though they scored points, they had to get away from what they normally run. They had to go to other things. And, of course, we've been a little prone to backdoor you know, cuts because of the way we play defense. Right. So. Right. Well, we're getting better well, on both just ends.
11: Say, just wanted to say good morning and uh, welcome to the chair. And uh, uh, well, we're glad you're here.
1: Well, thank you, Paul. Good to hear from you.
11: All right. Thanks.
1: Thank you. And someone from Tolono as well i like that uh john how are you today great what's going on
12: nothing um is mark smith is in the doghouse or what's going on
1: well i think with mark you know he's had a little bit of a confidence issue in the sense that he was you know mr basketball and he you know i don't know how what how he was challenged as far as the competition in high school he just dominated didn't really have to play a lot of defense in a structured way, and so I think he kind of lost his confidence. But I can tell you that the other day at shoot-around, he made like 35 three-pointers in a row from the corner. Well,
12: that's nice. It was just odd to see him on the floor, you know, in garbage time, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think they were just trying to get him some minutes. His big thing is, John, they're trying to get him to play better defense uh, because he tends to, you know, on those backdoor cuts or he just gets lost in the – the backside help and so teams know that and they're taking advantage of it and so you've got to try to get him some minutes and try to get him some confidence but you can't you know have him and there's been others too kippers had trouble with it you know trying to help on defense and if you're going to give up more points than you're scoring then i don't know if he's in the doghouse it's just it's just kind of the way it's worked so far but you know we've we've had other guys like that that haven't had great freshman years either
12: Right, 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 yeah. I was just wondering because, you know, he only got about four minutes the game before, and then he didn't get much last night, you know, garbage mm-hmm. time. And
1: Yeah, I think more of it has to do with his defense than than anything else.
12: Well, hopefully he'll come around. Yeah, he will. be better.
1: I've seen this before. And,
12: yeah, well, that, it happens, though. So, but at least, at least it's looking better.
1: Well, yeah, and just winning like that makes – I mean, they'll be in a good mindset going to Ohio State Sunday because they've won a couple – the The offense continues to kind of every day, you know. Le- new leaves appear on the tree as far as what they're running, and their defense is always going to give other teams problems as far as making them scramble. And we'll right, see what yeah. state of mind Ohio State's in.
12: Yeah, sure. Hopefully, hopefully they'll be off their game a little bit. But...
1: A little bit. It's all it takes.
12: Right before I let you go, though, could you ask Mike in the morning if he was right on that trivia question this morning?
1: Mike in the morning. Oh, and the the um, trying to think which question it was.
12: It was Chicago where they went to school.
1: Oh yeah, it was Loyola a wasn't? Of mine,
12: it? Well, that's what he said. But a friend of mine went to DePaul, and he said he went to school with the guys that started Chicago. Oh, and I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it said they went to they went to DePaul.
1: Really? Yeah. All right. So well, I mean, I, I don't
12: know where he got his information, but I mean, if you happen to you know bring it up in the morning or something, he might be reluctant. But
1: okay, well, no, fine. I can. It, it,
12: you know, things happen. I don't know. He might have got some bad information or something. Well, I just thought it was weird. You know, because my friend said, "Well, yeah, I went to school with those guys," and I went, "Really?" And you know, so that's what I thought was the answer. I okay. Thought, well, I guess it was wasn't right. And so well, I looked it up and I said, "Well, my friend wasn't lying."
1: So I'll check with him on that.
12: Okay, that'll be right. great. You have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you, John. You too. Thank you. Nine fifty three. The demolition email from Doug. The demolition off Market Street is part of the Bristol Park plan. All right, on yesterday's show, you teased the story about the wave tradition at the University of Iowa. I never heard the full story. Could you please report the story you were talking about yesterday? Yes, I can do that. And let me take a break, and I'll come back, and I will do that. After this, quick timeout on Penny for Your Thoughts at 954. Welcome back to Penny for Your Thoughts, 356 is the phone number. We're at 956. As always, you can text us. I know some people... Don't have time necessarily to get on the phone and talk. Maybe you can just send me a quick text or an email as you're thinking about things. Feel free to do that at any point, and we'll uh, get to them all as we work our way through the morning. We had an emailer asked about the story I mentioned yesterday, and that's my fault. I got swept away yesterday with time and everything else and just could not get back to it. But the story from the Iowa hospital, it's a sad story, so I hate to end the hour on a sad note, but one of the best things to come from the 2017 college football season was a new tradition at Iowa, and we had a chance to experience this. A uh, new building was added to the University of Iowa Family Children's Hospital, right next to the football stadium, Kinnick Stadium. The new building's proximity to the stadium prompted an idea: Iowa fans would wave to the children in the hospital at the end of the first quarter. And Levy Smith, coach of the Illini, had his team do that. They turned and waved at the end of the first quarter. The, the hospital the building is right there by the stadium. One of those uh, children was Will Cohn, the first patient admitted to the new building in January of 2017. Unfortunately, Will passed away last Saturday at the age of seven, according to the Des Moines Register. They say he loved the moment when fans would wave to the hospital. And at USA Today's George Schroeder did a wonderful feature on all of that. But he was born with hypoplastic left heart syndrome, a heart abnormality. He underwent several surgeries, was put on the heart transplant list when he was three. A match was found in September, which allowed him to return home in December. However, he was diagnosed with large B-cell lymphoma early January and died a few weeks later. But they say he fought a heck of a fight for seven years but left us peacefully. In recent days, two Iowa players, Miles Taylor and Josh Jackson, held auctions on Twitter to raise money for the Children's Hospital. So anyway, just a sad note from Iowa, but just a wonderful, wonderful tradition. They started there at the University of Iowa, and it's just so neat. And, we, again, we were fortunate. We were there to play Iowa earlier this year, I think back in mid-October, and it was just cool to watch 50,000, 60,000 people turn and wave to the uh, children in that children's hospital. But, unfortunately, a young man there that was there passed away here just recently. But that was the story I was talking about. But if you ever get a chance to go to Kinnick Stadium, and now that they're doing that, it's a very, very cool moment. Three five six nine three nine seven. Save that phone number. Give us a call here in the next hour. We've got more open line conversation, a little more on that Bristol Place project. I've gotten some emails or at least some information from the News Gazette on that. We'll pass that along to you as we work our way through the second hour. Jim Dye is going to sit in with me here as well. And he had some interesting times yesterday as the editorial board was meeting with Chris Kennedy, a candidate for governor. Got the state of the state address coming up at noon today. You can hear that on right here on uh, DWS. So make sure you're listening for that. Bruce Rauner, we talked to Tom Kasich about going over for that. He's been covering that for decades now, the State of the State Address. So we visited with him for a couple of minutes. I'm sure Jim will have some thoughts as well on that. And much more to come. What do you think of the State of the Union speech? A couple of clips from that last night. The President and Joe Kennedy III gave the response for the democrats all of that straight ahead in a busy second hour here on penny for your thoughts wdws champagne urbana
0: it's the second hour of a penny for your thoughts with brian barnhart on news talk 1400 wdws you can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397 email talk at wdws.com or text on the castle heating and cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Welcome back. Hour number two. Appreciate all of
1: the input in hour number one. We talked with Tom Kasich a little bit. He was on his way out the door up I-72 to the State of the State address. You can hear that today at noon here on DWS. Our coverage will start just a little bit before noon. And, of course, last night, the State of the Union address. We'll get into that here in just a moment. We talked a little bit about the basketball game last night. Darren Williams was in town, so lots of fun things involved with that. And some other local news as well. I had a lot of chief talk yesterday, so we may uh, veer into that somewhere along the way as well, if people want to talk about that. But it's an open line here this hour, so we can go any direction you want. Had a couple of questions about the Bristol Park plan. Had an email from Doug, said the demolition off of Market Street is part of that Bristol Park plan, and there was some news from the City Council last night. We'll tell you about that as we go along. Jim Dye is with me here in the second hour. Did you go to the game last night?
8: I did go to the game last night, and yeah. I was, uh, well, first of all, I'm I'm dumbfounded that that um, uh, Rutgers was able to take Michigan State into overtime. Yeah. I and mean, based on the team I saw last night, I don't see how that was possible. <laughs> but I think they, they, in addition to the injury, I think they must have had a really bad night
1: because we kind of pounded them into the ground. We did. 31-point win. It was... uh it was like, wow, this hasn't happened in a while. It I mean, hasn't that happened far in ahead. a while. Uh, against, uh,
8: well, not, I wouldn't say they're a good team, but against a fairly representative team, mm-hmm. a conference foe, and you, you beat them that bad. And it's kind of a relief uh, just because we've had so many nail biters and so many misadventures on the basketball court this year.
1: And a lot of close games and some close losses, but nice to get a blowout win last night at Ohio State Sunday morning at 11 o'clock So That's going to be a tough game because I,
8: you know, the, the coach at Ohio State has done a really nice job of getting a team that wasn't, I don't think, predicted
1: to be no. that good, to be really pretty effective. A lot of people thought going into the year they would be down in the lower fourth right, right. of the Big Ten. And now they're in the upper upper quadrant, if you will.
8: Well, he did a good job at Butler, and I guess he's doing a good job at uh, Ohio State. And yeah. it just galls me that he's doing his good job with the, one of the player, a player from Bloomington that I would have liked <laughs> to have had here
1: in Illinois. k Bates diop That's right. All right, we'll talk about the President's State of the Union address here, but let's go to the phones. Don is up first this hour. Hi, Don. How are you?
10: hey hey how you doing good uh President's speech was unbelievably awesome
1: you liked it huh
10: uh state of union was oh one of the best ever yeah unbelievably awesome what
1: did what did you like I about know,
10: it for, well i like that he, he's just out for us you know what i mean because I, I don't understand uh you know the part where uh these elected officials. i don't think they were hired to represent people from foreign countries i really just don't think that's what they were hired to do, you know, and he's just, just, he's for America. I mean, everything that that he talks about, and it's for all Americans, too, you know. He was good. His uh, infrastructure plan, awesome. A lot more people are going to be back to work. I mean, unemployment's going to go even lower. There's going to be even more jobs created, thousands and thousands.
1: Yeah, well. You know,
10: he's just on the right track, you know. Well, that's, I really enjoyed it.
1: Well, good. That's a vote for it, it, the speech.
10: Right, and I'm in the majority. <laughs> 75% of the people who watched it liked it, according to CBS poll. 75% definitely the majority. So when Stan calls up and drives and drives and drives, he's, he's one of those cockroaches Trump shined the light on last night. You should have seen him in the audience. It was
1: great. All right. Hey, Don, thank you. Yeah, Did the you, polling
8: was amazingly yeah. positive about the president's speech, and uh, I only saw the last half of it because I was at the basketball game, but uh, I thought it was very well delivered. I'm constantly surprised that uh, a non-professional politician like Trump uh, is so comfortable in a mm-hmm. setting like the State of the Union speech, but I was most impressed by the people that he sh- that he introduced as his guests. I thought there were mm-hmm. some incredible stories that were told and some people that I think All Americans can look at and say, wow, what they did was tremendous.
1: Well, here's interesting. Let me give you just a little clip. This isn't real long. I think it's 35 seconds of the president last night, kind of the overall theme, I guess, at the beginning. Here we go. This, in fact, is our new American moment. There has
10: never been a better time to start living the American dream. So to every citizen watching at home tonight, no matter where you've been or where you've come from this is your time. If you work hard, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in America, then you can dream anything. And together, we can achieve
1: absolutely anything. And of course, he uh, touted the economy, which, you know, some people will say, some people argue, well, it was beginning to recover under Obama, and he's the beneficiary of this thing taking off. And a lot of people say, hey, no, it's the, the tax cuts, the whole idea, the philosophy of allowing businesses to grow, and it, that's what's fueling it. But he obviously was pretty proud of that, too.
8: Well, I think you kind of have to take your partisan hat off when you talk about the economy. It's uh, There's no question that President Obama inherited a economy in a disastrous condition and that he nursed it back into a state of health that was acceptable uh, with somewhat slow economic growth but still economic growth uh things have improved uh, fairly well since then and we're on to actually a a pretty good pretty strong economy it's growing i think maybe at a 3% rate now or approaching that right about 3 mm-hmm. gdp and and they're talking about even 4 and the unemployment level which was low under obama or got low is uh, continuing continues to get lower and i think the thing that's that is uh, well the thing i'm hoping to see on that is that there will be enough jobs created so that people who have dropped out of the workforce and are not reflected in the economic uh, unemployment rates uh, will come back to work and will be working and that the demand for uh, employees will Uh, create pressure for employers to increase wages. So what we've had over the last uh, number of years is a lot of uh, wage stagnation. And when you get a growing economy where people are hiring, that creates pressure to raise salaries for employees that employers want to
1: hire. Open line here in this second hour. Jim Dye has joined me in the studio. We have him on every couple of weeks. Jim, good morning. How are you?
9: Hey, good morning. As long as we're talking about
7: the, the, the speech and partisan hats, First of all, i say how much I enjoy Mr. Dye's work with the Gazette. Just the uh, voice of reason is, is refreshing.
1: The voice of uh, reason.
7: Uh,
8: Holy, nobody's go. ever called me that before.
7: <laughs> well. <laughs> they call me a lot of things, but not
8: that. But thank you. There you
7: go. There you go. Uh, the part that I think ups- or, or confuses me the most, uh, when, when, when Trump announced that African-American unemployment is at an all-time low, uh, I don't know if all the networks that I was watching on Fox, they cut over to the black congressional caucus and these guys, you know how they sit there and they ignore most of it. This genuinely seemed to make them mad. It's like he just, just told them all their mothers wear army boots or something. And I don't understand how, how are we going to, you know, cross partisan lines. If something like that truly offends these guys, what are you supposed to do to, to, Reach
8: out well how let me explain how, why that works go. the way it is they are happy that the unemployment rate for blacks is is at an all-time historic low and maybe going lower and they sure they're mm-hmm. uh you know that's that's good but at the same time they're not happy that it's happening under trump and uh this is all about power this is not about policy so the democrats are not going to be very happy uh if if there are things happening that might reflect well on Trump, just as you know sometimes Republicans were unhappy when things that reflected well on Obama uh, that didn't re- reflect well on them so I mean this is a partisan game, and the, the power the power struggle in washington is is all about partisanship, and it's very fierce and of course Trump uh, rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and so they're thinking that they should have won the election, and Hillary should have won the election, and she should have won the election. It, if she maybe if she'd campaigned in Wisconsin she would have won the election, <laughs> but uh, that's what this is about. So no nothing that nothing that makes Trump look good is going to
1: make them happy. Uh, if, do, well, do, do, do we know what the uh, what what is the rate unemployment rate? I mean I I don't know the, numbers I think the unemployment rate is for, about four percent. I mean for African Americans, but I could a little that. higher usually. I mean oh yeah, yeah. The, the,
8: and the the black unemployment rate and the uh, the black teenage unemployment rate have been distressingly high in the past, and I don't know exactly where they are now, but I think it's probably less than 5%, but I'm not sure about that. Okay. Thank you, Jim. But that's good. Well, more people you. are working, more people paying taxes, more people with uh, don't have too much time on their hands to do things they
1: shouldn't do, so that's
8: good for everybody.
1: Appreciate it, Jim. Hey, well, thank you. Very good. And let's go to Kent here with a man of reason. Jim uh, Dye. Yeah.
13: Good morning. How are you? I think it's highly ironic that there's a move in Springfield to uh, raise the smoking age to 21, but there's also a move to uh, introduce or to legalize recreational marijuana, and I was particularly annoyed to see that Eric Harold favors uh, exploring, I think the word she used, uh, its legalization. One thing I know about marijuana, aside from its intoxicating effects, is that it stinks. <laughs>
8: You know, I was uh, I was uh, in the presence of a cigarette smoker when I came in to work this morning and I was just reminded, since I'm not really around cigarette smoke very much, just reminded how, just how noxious <laughs> the smell is. And Yes, the marijuana probably does uh, is equally
1: noxious. It yeah, has its own smell. You like know,
8: the true. thing about uh, legalization of marijuana is there's no question that this is an idea that uh, seems to have taken hold. I think in Illinois we've gone far enough with just decriminalizing it. I'm not one of those who thinks it's just going to be, everything's going to be all hunky-dory when we legalize marijuana. But these politicians, uh, they want the money that that they think they re, that the sales of legalized marijuana is going to generate. And, of course, you're absolutely correct to uh, point out that uh, while we seem to be uh, making it harder and harder to smoke cigarettes, we, we're making it easier and easier to <laughs> smoke <laughs> marijuana. So it's just a matter of uh, whose uh, who's vice do you disapprove of the most?
13: Yes, I used to think of marijuana as being having the smell of, of uh, burning rope, but I read on the Internet that, so there are cultivars that smell like a lot of different things now, uh, including skunks. So, <laughs> what can you say?
1: Well, you're right. I don't know what uh, what to do with that. Well, you see,
8: when you see someone like uh, Jason Berrickman saying, "Well, maybe legalized marijuana is an idea," that's come, and I don't know anything about what Erica Harold said about it, but uh, you know, there is a certain tide of public opinion that politicians are not going to not going to ignore. All right, Kent.
10: All
1: right. My nice own position
8: lot. is: Do we really need more intoxicated
1: people in society? And I think we probably could probably. use a few less. But <laughs> all right, we've got to uh, get a break in here. We're at ten twenty-three. We're with Jim Dye. Uh, anything, everything is open for discussion here. We have an open line, but Jim joins us every couple of weeks, of course, on the editorial uh, board here at the uh, News Gazette, News Gazette Media. We'll come back with more three five six nine three nine seven Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 3515357 and email us talk at WDWS.com We'll come back with more after this on Penny for Your Thoughts Stan. All right Joe Kennedy gave the response to the president last night uh, in his uh, democratic response and Joe Kennedy had this to say and this is also fairly short but uh, here's his response
7: This is a difficult task Many have spent the last year anxious angry afraid. We all feel the fractured fault lines across our country. We hear the voices of Americans who are forgotten and feel forsaken. We see an economy that makes stocks soar, investor portfolios bulge, and corporate profits climb, but fails to give workers their fair share of the reward. A government that struggles to keep itself open? Russia, knee deep in our democracy. An all out war on environmental protection. A Justice Department rolling back civil rights by the day.
1: And a lot of times in these responses, they're set up in a much smaller setting. So you go from the Grand, old, grand old old, uh you know, well of the House of Representatives to a, an airport hangar or a Plant factory somewhere, so it never quite seems as grandiose. But well, it isn't as grand yeah, as grandiose or, grandios, or grand. Uh, I, yes. I don't know how to say that. Well, but when you're speaking
8: uh, to the Congress from the uh, well of the House or or the podium of the House. Uh, you have a, a definite advantage in terms of the appearances.
1: But in these speeches, the responses usually have the outline of what the Democrats are going to be talking about. In the midterms right uh, oh, yeah. all those things he oh yeah just well
8: the Democrats are you know apoplectic over the current situation and I think you just heard uh, uh, representative Kennedy going down his list of, of grievances and things that they'll be uh, that they'll be uh, touting uh, to the voters uh, in the fall elections you know they, they think they have a good chance to take the house and maybe even the Senate if they get really lucky but you uh, you know the Democrats are fired up. I mean, they're they're beside themselves over Trump. You know, he 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 rubs them the wrong way and seems to go out of his way to rub them the wrong way, and uh, that fires up their base. And uh, you know, they can uh, if you saw what happened in Alabama, where they, the Democrats picked up a Senate seat in a solid Republican state, although there were the Republicans made
1: serious political errors there. But they're hoping to see that everywhere. Let's go to Cliff on line one here. Cliff, how are you this morning?
4: Very well, thank you. Thanks, for McCall. call. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I had actually two comments. Now, one just came up on that last little soundbite from Joe Kennedy when he referred to the the phrase "anxious, angry, and afraid," and it sounded to me kind of like a hello. Child who's you got still there, man. Cliff?
1: Lost him. Uh, call us back, Cliff. I don't know what happened. Your line is still blinking, but you're not there. All right, let's try it again here. Let's go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Oh
7: uh, yeah, hi Jim.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Yeah,
7: yeah good morning. Yeah, I uh, well, I just heard that clip by Kennedy. Uh, he said something about uh, the stock, uh, big corporations are making a lot of money in the stock market, but the the investors aren't. Well, that ain't true. I just started investing money this year, and I'm making a bunch of money. And it's all going great. Business is up. And, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, there's so many good and positive things that have happened since President Trump has become president, and there's so much hate against him. You know, I mean, it's like you turn on CBS, NBC, or ABC News, and it's all negative and full of hate. You know, the Democrats don't want to work with anybody to get anything done. Uh, President Trump has done some great things for the pro-life movement, for religious freedom, which is important. Religious freedom is important for not only Christians but Muslims and everybody else. Uh, you know, any any faith of any kind. You know.
1: Yeah, well, and, Jim, I, uh, he's what, done
7: some great things for them. Uh, are you still with me? Am yeah, I with yeah. You?
1: No, go ahead. You're you're good. <laughs> you know the okay. crawler caller makes but it
7: anyway. Good. I'm a I'm a uh, optimistic individual, and I'm in business for myself. And uh, gosh, I mean, he's a little arrogant. You know, his personality's a little arrogant, and he really can can throw some things out there sometimes. But if you really dig down deep, you know, his uh, one of his lawyers is a man named Jay Seklo. Who is a uh, Christian man, mm-hmm. and he does a lot of. Uh, he's a big time lawyer, and he does a lot of uh, fighting for our religious freedoms, and uh, battling against uh, pro-abortion groups, and and just he does a lot of stuff. Mike uh, Mike Pence is a, a born again Christian, a mm-hmm. good solid man. Well,
2: uh, one, I don't. One
8: think thing the caller Trump should remember is Trump. that uh, nothing scares Democrats and liberals more than born again Christians. I mean, so when you say. That's a good thing. Well, that's a good thing from your perspective. From the Democrats' perspective, you know that is not, that is not a good thing well, at all.
7: Well, what what I mean by that is I I I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord. No, God. I understand what you're and saying. I became a different yeah. person, right? And uh, and I'm not angry in any way, shape, or form. Yeah.
8: Well, if you look I'm at the speeches excited, last night,
7: go ahead.
8: Yeah, I was going to say those two speeches last night were a perfect contrast because. I mean, the Democratic speech was, if you listen to what he said, everything is bad, we're concerned, all the things that should be going uh, right are going wrong. And then if you look at Trump, uh, his speech was uh, very optimistic because he's pleased with the way things are going. So the the dichotomy is inescapable. The Democrats see an impending apocalypse, and the Republicans, or I should say Trump, uh, says, uh,
1: hey, it's morning in America again. Hey, Steve, i got to move on, but thank you.
8: Well, well, I
7: wanted to make one other comment. Yep, if you can make it quick. Go ahead. Okay. About marijuana, I used to be a big marijuana smoker years ago. A lot of marijuana, a lot of drugs. I don't do any anymore. I don't think it should be legalized. And marijuana really takes away your initiative to become anything you really want to be. makes you lazy. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a dangerous drug. And, uh, no, I don't think it should be
1: legalized. All right. Hey, thank you, Steve. Hey, All right. hey you're very good, and uh, Cliff's back with us here. Cliff, uh, go ahead. We got the news coming up, but go ahead.
4: All right, I'll try to be quick here. Two quick points. Yep. First uh, was Joe Kennedy's comments about being anxious, angry, and afraid. I started to say that sounds like a a child who got their hand caught in the cookie jar when mom came around the corner. They're anxious, angry, and afraid because they're finally being caught doing wrong, and um, you know I feel badly for. Innocence in a bad situation, but uh, these folks that came in illegally are here illegally and need to be dealt with accordingly. So that was my second quick point. Just oh. came up while I was on hold. Okay. First was uh, concern over uh, our society's tendency to have governing bodies deciding issues in which they have an obvious financial vested interest. This uh, whole legalization of marijuana thing is a prime example. Uh, I think they are more concerned. I'm pretty sure they're more concerned with uh, tax revenue than right or wrong or net benefit or loss to society as a whole. They're just seeing the short term, here's a few more million dollars we can rake in, and those who are making the decision are those who have the vested interest, and there's just something inherently wrong about that situation.
1: I call that low-hanging fruit.
4: There you How go. about it's that? City council the other you day. could say the same
1: thing about
8: all the old video gambling parlors that are yeah. on every street yes,
4: corner. The gambling, the city council. I'm glad they went the way they did this time around, but they're looking at it with, uh, you know, with one hand on their checkbook and then making the decision based on not so much the good of society or the good of the city, but more so just on can we rake in more dollars here in a hurry, and that that really concerns me.
1: All right, hey Cliff, thanks for calling back. Sorry about we lost you earlier. Hey. Appreciate all right, all right. it. Got to get to the news headlines here.
0: 10:33. Here's Michael Kaiser next a penny for your thoughts with brian barnhart continues on news talk 1400 wdws
1: penny for your thoughts rolling on here this last day of january we're talking about uh, african-american uh the population unemployment and all of that and the the congressional black caucus last night during the speech we're gonna have willie comer on tomorrow morning at 10 he's with youth for christ city life also a pastor of a black church here in our community and we're going to talk about uh, african-american issues what they face in our community all that's going on with uh, some of the violence you know the north end of town and and so forth and he's in there every day working with young people and working with community leaders and trying to make situations better so he's kind of on the front lines of a lot of that so Willie's going to join us uh, the Reverend Willie Comer tomorrow morning at 10 we'll have an open line in the first hour Jim Dye is with us this morning I want to talk to him about Chris Kennedy here in a moment Joe Kennedy did the response last night. There was a lot of response to him on Twitter. Twitter is always interesting because of the things they focus on, but I guess the 37 year old's response to the president's State of the Union in his televised speech last night, Kennedy's lips appeared wet and glistening, leading to tweets about Kennedy's, quote, drool. He joked on Good Morning America this morning that he decided to go a little bit light on the chapstick this morning. He told uh, Chapstick last night was a little too much last night. So on television, things get magnified. It's good to see Chapstick getting some uh, well-deserved publicity. <laughs> I'm a
8: regular user. Yes. But it also distressing the the trivial things that they we talk about. <laughs> Mel-
1: Melania Trump, I guess, showed up at the State of the Union address in an ivory Christian Dior pantsuit. Some suggested her attire was a tribute to Hillary Clinton. Course, her husband's 16 uh, Democratic opponent who favors pantsuits, or was she honoring the suffragettes who made white their signature color? Others tweeted that Mrs. Trump looked divine. Her suit was in contrast to the black worn by Democratic congresswoman and their allies, and so all of that going on. Can I last just go night. on record yes. as saying I
8: th- I think Melania always looks divine, and I want to continue to press my my uh, cl- my. Uh, Position my political position that she may be made the permanent first lady of the country. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe uh, those people that are all commenting on her uh, maybe
1: doing a little too much mind reading, or they have a lot of time on. They have a lot of time. I I, I don't know what that (laughs) is. Now you uh, yesterday editorial board met with Chris Kennedy. We did. So first of all, how does that work? We several people in a room, or is
8: yeah we had uh, well we had a photographer and four of us. On the editorial board sat down with Chris Kennedy and he kind of I guess it was you could call it an endorsement interview we don't interview all the uh, candidates but he was in the neighborhood and asked if he could come in and talk to us we said fine and so he kind of came in and gave us his pitch yesterday I think Chris uh, says Chris Kennedy is a very interesting candidate I'm not sure based on what I'm reading that he's really able to translate what should be the Kennedy name and political position or power or, or attractiveness to this race. It sounds like he's certainly in the doghouse with Speaker Madigan and the party leaders. They've endorsed uh, basically, although Madigan hasn't specifically, but he certainly has behind the scenes. I've mm-hmm. been working to see Pritzker, J.B. Pritzker, uh, be nominated because Pritzker's got all the money and he's going to pay for everything, so that's why Madigan's backing him. But uh, So Chris Kennedy finds himself kind of running against the Democratic Party leadership and is trying to... Um, uh, distinguish himself from his uh, other candidates by uh, the other, his rivals by by campaigning against some of the things that Mike Madigan stands for, and one of them, according to chris Kennedy, is the self dealing related to the property tax issue so he 's saying Illinois will never have property tax reform as mm-hmm. long as people like Mike Madigan are make uh, you know a million dollars a year being property tax appeal lawyers mm-hmm. and I think that 's something that the one of our callers alluded to earlier is that you can 't fix problems. When you have uh, public officials who have a financial stake or a financial interest uh, in seeing how those problems
1: are resolved. And I guess he went on down to a, a debate last night, I think, in Carbondale right. among all the other Democratic candidates. But Pritzker and Kennedy, obviously, are two of the, the best known names. Of course, Chris Kennedy was what the president, chairman of the board of trustees Correct. at the U of I for mm-hmm. a few years, too. So he's fairly well known around here, anyway. Uh, Jenny, good morning. How good are, morning. are you today?
14: I'm, I'm eager for the voice of reason.
1: Okay. Is this
8: Jenny Putman? Well, indeed, Jenny, how are you?
14: Indeed. I'm good. I'm good. And I want to thank Are you, you calling
8: me. to dissent with the suggestion that I'm a voice of reason?
14: No. I want to praise you for the equanimity you displayed earlier this hour when you allowed as how Democrats as well as Republicans sometimes see what's best for the political advantage of their
8: party. Well, I think that's kind of human nature, isn't it?
14: In, in that spirit of equanimity, I, I want to follow up a call that Brian received, if not yesterday, the day before, from a uh, someone who'd been to a Farm Bureau meeting and was very impressed with what he'd learned about the county executive. Uh, the candidate was the Republican candidate. And I want you to know that there is a Democratic candidate running for county executive as well, and she too, she being Darlene Kleppel, also has town halls scheduled. And uh, Darlene's first town hall to talk about the new position of county executive is Groundhog Day. That's this Friday, the 2nd of February at the Urbana Free Library. It'll be at 10.30 in the morning. She's got uh, town halls scheduled throughout February and March all around the county. And I just want the listeners to know That the Republican candidate has a a brilliant uh, opponent, Miss Darlene Kleppel, and I'll close by saying I love how that uh, caller described the position of county executive as think of it as mayor for the county, or maybe not governor of the state, but governor the county that that's a good
8: way to think about it you know i think that's an interesting interesting race and i'm actually glad you brought it up darlene kleppel is the mother of the champaign Sc- school board president chris kleppel right. so, she, mm-hmm. and she's i believe a retired employee from the regional planning commission and yes, she has she, her own background was. in in local government i'm interested in that race because obviously it's something very new for champaign county it's a be a major step uh in another direction, and I'm particularly interested. I'm going to beat the drum once again on the township consolidation issue. I'm very interested to see how the two candidates will uh, approach that issue because I think township consolidation oh, is one of the big yeah. things that you why can that a county you, executive can do.
14: Why don't you come to the town hall meeting on on Groundhog Day at the Urbana Free Library and ask Darlene Cluppel about it?
8: Well, I, maybe I will. Okay, because <laughs> I know okay, I, I intend reasonable. to ask the one of them, both of them, that question at some point.
14: Okay, I did not vote for the position of county executive. I think having the county administrator, smart people like Deb Busey, and the county board chair was enough. But my vote was overcounted, or was over overwhelmed
15: by the, the votes of
8: people. Who well, you know, the, the News county Gazette president. did not endorse that. Uh, did not endorse that this position either correct. on the grounds that do we? <laughs> gee, do we really need more government? And uh, <laughs> the people of Champaign County decided. I, you know, actually, they passed two of those. They There were three proposals on the ballot, and they passed two of them, uh, and then eventually it, can, it got ironed out to be, we're going to have a county executive, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, that ship has already sailed, hasn't it?
14: Yeah, and you did opine as to the fact that uh, Chris ought to endorse his mom, Darlene, and that was appropriate. <laughs>
8: That's well, uh, he sent a, uh, She sent out a press release one day uh, announcing that she had been endorsed by her son, and we kind of ha- had a little fun with that in the editorial. <laughs> Uh, but it's notable, you know, Jenny uh Gordy Holton's mother has not endorsed him yet, so <laughs> okay, so maybe there's a little family uh family discord there.
1: All right.
14: Okay, we'll see what comes of that.
1: Thank you, Jenny.
14: Nice chatting with you. Yep.
1: Us. Good to visit Bye-bye. with you. We'll take a quick break. Three five six nine three nine seven, just like Jenny did. You can join us on the phone lines. Texas, Castle Eating and Cooling Text Line. That's always open. Three five one five three five seven. Email us talk at wdws.com. We're back with more. Penny for your thoughts, 1047 here on this Wednesday. Join us for bonus Big Ten basketball coverage tonight at 730 on DWS. It's Maryland at Purdue at Mackey Arena. It comes up tonight at 7 30. Bonus Big Ten Basketball. Bonus Big Ten basketball. Is that our friend Larry Clisby? Tonight, the quiz All right, on the call tonight. Maryland be a at Purdue. Good game. Should be a good ball game. Now, are
8: they playing at Maryland or at Purdue? At uh,
1: Purdue. At well, Purdue
8: is tough, so I would expect them to win. But Maryland has got, I think they've got some real talent on that they team. They do.
1: They're just missing some of them. Yeah. Right, I got a nice note from Nancy about all the things with the speech. Thank you, Nancy, with the State of the Union speech. Path to citizenship, he said. Secure the border. She was helping me out because of, I didn't see it because of the game last night. In the visa lottery. Uh, need merit based immigration plan. In chain migration. Wants to fully fund the military. Produce legislation, he says, to put America first, get the job done, fight drug epidemics, make sure American dollars go to friends of America, no longer tell our enemies our plans, and included some very special guests. Jim Madai mentioned those at the beginning of the hour and used them in the speech. Hope this helps uh, with the show today. So thank you, Nancy. I appreciate that. Real quick, you wanted to hit patches? Patches. Patches the dog?
8: Yeah, although I was elated by the I win, my heart is heavy this morning because I'm reading the story about the dog named Patches in Ludlow who faces uh, execution because he's considered to be a feral dog, and I'm hoping that uh, some rescue group can step forward and, and uh, do something about that because this looks like a really fine, healthy dog that uh, probably could use a home. It might be a little wild, but I would think that there's a better way to handle it than to euthanize him, and so I'm hoping that the uh, Champaign County Animal Control will be approached by some group that wants to save a good-looking dog.
1: Well, there you go. There's now I
8: say th- that, of course, as a I'm not I'm not neutral on the issue of dogs, so I'm I'm for them, and uh, <laughs> and I love all dogs, and uh, I think I love Patches, even though I've never met him. But I want him to have a happy home and a good life, and he's right now in a world of trouble.
1: Ten fifty-one, duly noted. January's Radon Action Month, take out, of course, uh, here at the end of the month. uh, With all of this, this is the last day we'll mention this. Woods Basement Systems Radon experts can help determine if a building's radon levels are above the EPA's recommended levels. And if so, they can install an athletically pleasing and affordable radon mitigation system. And uh, check this out. You can uh, be the... Call her there, 888-935-4333, or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com, 888-935-4333, woodsbasementsystems.com. It's Radon Action Month. Back to the phones at 1051. Anna Wall, how are you?
15: Good morning, and I just called to say that uh, the your guest, Mr. Dye, Keeps my cerebrum, cerebellum, medulla, oblongata, and verla activated. Holy cow, what are you talking about?
1: (laughs) You're you're talking about the brain, right?
15: Yes, I am.
8: Well, you just stumped my brain with that uh, recitation there.
15: (laughs) I did what?
8: You stumped my brain.
15: Well, how do you know what that means?
8: Well, I guess it means you're a brainiac. Uh,
15: Parts of the brain, anyway. (laughs) A wonderful article on free speech for profs. I think that should be read by not only uh, parents that are capable of understanding it, but certainly faculty members and teachers.
8: Well, she's referring to a column I wrote yesterday about a Marquette University professor who got fired for uh, something he wrote on on his weblog. And and since Marquette is a private institution, employees don't have... Public, uh, they don't have free speech rights like uh, the faculty we members of the University of Illinois do. So that issue right. is in the courts and uh, it's mm. been being taken up by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. But it's a very big case for professors at private institutions.
15: Well, it's wonderful that we have people like you. When I say you, I mean the News Gazette and uh, WDWS for providing the, the reading audience with that kind of material. Because that's something you would expect to learn in college, and some of us, some of us have never been there. All right. So anyway, that's thank why you. I'm calling. Thanks thank for the you, call. Anna
1: Wall. Good to hear from you. Back with more okay. Penny for your thoughts, Joe. You're up next. Right after this quick break, ten fifty-five. Brian Barnard. Jim Dye is our guest. Open line ongoing here to the top of the hour. Real quick from the News Gazette. After repeatedly emphasizing the difficulty of the decision, Champaign City Council members voted eight to one to allow city staff to craft a pre-development agreement with a partnership of the Affordable Housing Developers Consortium and the Housing Authority of Champaign County to be the master developer for the city's Bristol Place project. There were two contenders for the position. No council members said they were working; uh, they were opposed to working with the other. So that's some of the news on the Bristol Place development. Let's go to Joe. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Gentlemen, Mr.
9: Dye, I always appreciate when you're on there. Enjoyed Thank to you. listening to you. Uh, a comment and a question uh, concerning Joe Kennedy's speech last night, watching it, uh, I really didn't think much about it uh, with uh, him foaming at the mouth. I just figured he was another rabid Democrat. <laughs> uh, the uh, last several months, about five months, we've seen three different individual assaults on pro-Chief Wick people. Uh, the mob attack at the uh, homecoming parade or the uh, the game uh, the one where the woman went in and destroyed a bunch of property at one of their meetings and then uh, the uh, professor with the camera I'm wondering what is it going to take for the university to stand up and protect the people that are there against these type of individuals I don't expect there'll be anything at all done to this professor with his camera. Uh, They'll let it go until it sleep slips under the the door and, and it is back in the shadows again. They won't do anything about it. So, what's it going to take for for us to get some justice?
1: All here? right, Joe, I'll let uh, let you go and let you listen to him. Okay.
8: Well, I'll, I'll address myself to the first two episodes he mentioned the uh, the vandalism and the homecoming thing because I think the facts of the other thing are a little the jay Rosenstein are a little little murky, but uh, I would say it would take a lot more than what the uh, the the anti chiefs have done so far to get the university to uh take any action against them They're they they're intent on just indulging them and letting them do what they want uh for fear of creating an even bigger uh controversy than what they had uh to begin with so i think uh don't hold your breath uh Joe waiting for the university to do anything, because cause they're not. Now, with respect to Jay Rosenstein, I you know I don't know how that's going to work out. I think he got a little carried away there. I don't think he had any truly malicious intent uh, that has been attributed to him, but clearly he did uh, step across a line, and he's paying kind of a price for it right now, just in terms of uh, unflattering publicity and, of course, being suspended, although being suspended with pay doesn't really sound all that bad to me. I, I've asked repeatedly if Jim Rosso would suspend me with pay, and he keeps refusing
1: <laughs> All right. Well, Jim Dye, it's been great. What are you, What are you working on today?
8: Across oh, I'll from my to, uh, desk So just, just have to. I'm, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to I'm going to try to slip the same column that I wrote today past the editors for tomorrow, so I don't have to do anything.
1: <laughs> well, if you're one of the editors, is that can you do that? Well, I'm not really an editor. That's okay. a kind of a misnomer. I I'm understand. a writer, but you're a writer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but anyway, that's my I plan. didn't mean to mix those two uh, up.
8: You know, I shouldn't have told you my plan. Trump said he's not <laughs> going to tell the enemy its plans anymore. I shouldn't have told you my plan.
1: By the way, just in from uh, CBS and News, a uh, train-carrying Republican members of Congress to their retreat in Greenbrier, uh, West Virginia has hit a truck, according to Nancy Cordes. They probably have something on that at the top of the hour. All right, our thanks to Tom Kasich. He was on his way to uh, Springfield. State of the State address is up with Governor Rauner coming up at noon today. We'll have that here on the radio on DWS. So be listening for that. Thanks to Jim Dye for sitting in, and we do this every couple of weeks, so we thank him for his valuable time. And we've got the news coming up next. I'll be with you tomorrow. Willie Comer in the second hour after an open line in the first hour tomorrow. On WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.